spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about The Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we'll talk about Christopher getting made, AJ joining the football team, and Tony making a run to the deli. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's getting kind of steamy in here, like right <laughs> off the bat. Welcome to No Fucking ZD, episode 29. Uh, hello, Evan. Hello, Brendan. Thank you. I had something that I wanted to t- talk about uh, today. Okay. This podcast has got to start showing results. <laughs> or else. Or else. <laughs> or in. That's it. We need to be bringing in about $6,000 a week on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, or else uh, we're going to have to cancel it. We're going to have to quit. This is it. So are, I'm ready to roll my sleeves up. Let's get going. Okay. Shoot your cuffs. <laughs> shoot your cuffs. Um, we're talking about season three, episode 29 today, Fortunate Son. It's not season three, episode 29. It's right. episode 29. No, I thought this was all season three. <laughs> Wait, Doesn't the show start? Oh, yeah. This is the season three podcast. <laughs> Yes. Right, yeah. And this, we happen to be doing Sopranos, and next we're going to do season three of... Something else. Brennan Stimpy. Sex in the City, maybe? I think we should do a Sex in the City podcast se- after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, How about, it could be called Sex in the City and Us. Yeah, I think that's good. I think so. Well, next week we'll, we'll, we'll pilot that. Um, but this week, however, we're going to talk about Fortunate Son, the episode where Christopher gets made, which is a fun episode. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who didn't see this coming... Then uh, <laughs> you haven't been watching or listening to the show, yeah, I guess. Exactly, because they've been talking about this for a while. And yeah. I think that um, you know, this is one of those episodes that's really necessary. I think that season three, apart from just having some of like the best moments and subplots and yeah. and and characters and directors and writers and, yeah. and wardrobe um right. <laughs> and podcasts. Um it uh I think it's a really nicely structured season. Yeah. Because we have this huge, I mean, uh, with the exception of the first episode being kind of a, like, almost sort of a filler episode that sets up literally one thing. Yeah. It could could have been really anywhere in the series, basically. Right. Yeah. So. Pretty much. uh, Yeah. And so, uh, other than that, though, I think that season three is, like, amazingly well structured where we have Livia dying right off the bat. So we don't really get much mafia business. Yeah. To start off with. Right. And then we, you know, and then we had Prashai Lavushka, and now we've got the episode that we really have needed yeah i've got i've got a rash (laughs) coming in (laughs) you've been itching i've been itching like crazy there's a lot of ooze coming out of your arm christian secretaries right right um we needed some straight up mafia hijinks agreed yeah and they're uh this like really kind of sets off all the threads for the season we have jackie jr back talking about his father still over and over and over again uh, and Christopher gets made, like I said. Jackie Jr. is a zero with Oakleys. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's unbelievable what a piece of shit that guy is. It's yeah. like even more noticeable now. Um, so yeah, we get Jackie Jr. here, and uh, and then a lot of like the mafia bread and butter with the uh, the ins and outs of the football season. It's fun to see Christopher kind of realize that it's not really all it's cracked up to be, and it's a lot of work. He's and, getting his ass reamed, but you know yeah. what? This is also like. I think that that it's relatable because like anything worthwhile that I've ever gotten hired to do, like mm-hmm. being the assistant manager at the Payless Shoes mm-hmm. down the street. Yep. You know, you really get your ass kicked for a while. Yeah, as you, do. you grow into it, and you think it's going to be like uh, this big break. You know right. what I mean? But 
Not at all, yeah. And I was thinking about that too. Like Christopher's lucky in that like Polly at least likes him. You know, Polly says he's not running to school here and he doesn't want to like teach and hold Christopher's hand. Right. But he likes him enough to be like, All right, I'll give you a couple extra days and of course like Tony, you know he, he gets so much money out of this. He's yeah. like sleeping and brushing his teeth the whole episode. I know. He makes know. twelve grand. It's just well that's the thing, is like you do think it's your big break, but like success is what Polly Walnuts is doing in the back of a pork store. Basically. Dude. Just sleeping in his khakis that he probably wore all day the night before and then brushing I like his... how they come up so high I think that's kind of gangster yeah I guess so I'm gonna start doing that looks kind of uncomfortable but um but yeah I mean so that is like best case scenario I guess best case scenario Christopher's the next Tony but chances are best case scenario is you're really just the next Polly <laughs> and like yeah. that's uh you do that's a lot of money that Polly's making though six thousand dollars a week well, that's yeah, like three hundred thousand that... a year yeah that's the thing he's saying that, it, that it's six thousand a week so it's three three hundred grand a year but also, that's like that's supposedly ten percent, you know. Well, ten percent of all the money they make from gambling, like. That's... Oh, so it's not ten percent of Chrissy's take. No, Christopher has to give like ten percent to Polly. I'm sure like twenty five percent to Tony, and still get some. I mean, it all just like goes up the uh, goes up through the ranks like that. I see. So okay. I feel like Christopher probably walks away with like three thousand dollars, which is still good. Three thousand dollars a week is still good. I mean, I'd, that's hundred thousand. I'll take three grand. A week. Yeah, I mean, so and for. Well, I guess it is a lot of work, but uh, I was gonna say for not much work, not real work, I guess. But it's uh, it's still a lot for Ta- sure. Tax free, tax free, that's for sure. And uh, and uh, no office or any of that boring shit. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but we should back up, I guess, and talk about the whole making ceremony. Yeah, I kind of, and... I kind of like how we get hit over the head with it, like right off the bat. Me too. Yeah, that's uh, right, right away. Christopher wakes up to a phone call. Um, and, and Adriana's complaining. She's like, "There's no game today." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, but uh, just like a woman, exactly. Um, they love football. She's just itching to watch football. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. she's just complaining about how there's no game that day. Yeah. Um, so he gets the call and then I, I like that. Of course, Christopher is going to be a little scared because like Adriana, he's watched too many movies as well. And, uh, a lot of guys have disappeared on them. Yeah. I mean, there is like a little bit of suspense. I mean, of course we know where this ultimately goes, but I guess if you're watching it for the first time, One of these days, Adriana's going to take a ride like that. And yeah, she's a little too gullible. I know. You know, she, she shaves, she gets ready. She thinks she's getting made. Unfortunately, she wears a shirt that matches Polly's. Right. (laughs) Really embarrassing. So they have for to kill her. Yeah, um, but I, I, that's actually one of my favorite details. Not the camellia, though. <laughs> like <laughs> Polly has a shirt just like he that. like takes that shit so seriously, like right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Polly would give him shit, or like someone would give him shit, probably. Dude, oh my god, I, it's the worst when you show up somewhere and wearing the same shit as someone else, like us right really now. Fun. Actually, yeah, both wearing the same white t-shirt. I wonder if they can tell over the podcast. I think I think they can, yeah. <laughs> I think they know when we show up wearing the same outfit. Yeah, it's weird. Um, And then I, I love the making scene. I just love how suburban it is, you know? I don't know. It's just really cool. Well, and they want, like, the, the, the I think that the, the, the room that they did it in was chosen very well because yeah. it's, like, obviously it was, like, built in the 50s or something. It was yeah. kind of a shithole. It's, yeah. it's clearly, like, some sort of Italian-American brotherhood location. Yeah, with, like, the wood paneling. The fake wood paneling. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's definitely, like... They, you know, they probably have like a little TV somewhere. Yes, definitely. One of my favorite details about that scene is is uh, uh, Polly yelling at Bacala because he's on the lights. That's just like oh yeah, one of my favorite details. And What's po- he say again? Though Bob, Bobby's working the lights. And he goes, "All right, finish up over there." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like 
Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, exactly. And because um, of course, that... Bobby's like, I want to get the lighting just right. Well, yeah, I know because they're they're all like pretty excited about this kind of this kind of thing. Like these ceremonies, like they're kind of bullshit. Like most of what they're saying, I think, is kind of bullshit. Like you can't just go to Tony with any problem; he's just going to solve it for you. Like, it really would depend on what mood he was in that day. Really, you know. Well, you know, I mean, they say the hardest thing about coaching a football team is getting everyone to do their job. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if people really like played by the rules, you know, why be a gangster? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like maybe if people actually like did that shit like they're supposed to, then things would work better. Right. Although I don't know, I haven't, well, I haven't been in the mafia in years, so I don't remember. Yeah, we we left the mafia. Um, but you know, like I don't know. That's the thing. Is like. They, they talk about the rules when it, like, kind of benefits them. Um, right. And they're kind of talking a big game here. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, people have gone to Tony with problems in the past. And, like, his feelings only go so far. Well, and Chris will go to Tony with problems yeah. in the future, like, a couple of times. Yeah. And, and again, he's lucky because Tony's kind of a sentimental guy and, and feels like, you know, yeah. speaking of fortunate sons, Christopher kind of is his other son, you know, in the yeah. mafia world, I guess. Um because, you know, in real life, a guy like Christopher with those bad drug problems would have been murdered, like, in season two. You yeah, know? yeah, like, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, they talk a big game about, like, we're family, come to us, this goes above everything else. But, like, that's not really true for everybody. And as soon as Christopher's light a couple thousand dollars, Polly's just like, well, fuck you, man. Like, where's my money? Like, yeah, exactly. They're no longer family. Well, and he says, don't bring our friendship into this. Right. Which is just like, and it's like, well, this okay, yeah, like I guess, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, like I said, they, they talk a big game, but I don't know, it, it's, it, there's a connection I think to the football scene later when, um, Tony's with Mr. Piacosta, little Mr. Piacosta, and I know they're friends again. I know, yeah, um, friends, quote unquote. I wonder if he's wearing pleated jeans again. <laughs> I didn't pay attention, but Tony set Tony screams at the coach like, "Hey, put my son in." That kid's already been in there, and then like looks to one of the other guys, and he's like, "Hey, those are the those are the rules." But like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the rules for people like Tony, for people like Polly and Christopher, like don't really matter until they do, and it's like you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they bend them and they break them mm-hmm. a lot, uh, and they tend to call people out on their shit, and yeah. like, but then they act like they have their own code. That's like. You know, like we follow this code, you guys follow that one, whatever. We we don't see the law as the same. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and they really do sort of see it as like a har- a victimless thing, where like if you're in if you're in this, you know the rules. You right. know what I mean. And like, and it's mostly bullshit in that way because yeah. like they. They, I'm like really afraid of talking about this on the <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> um, it's like it's. I mean, I think that it's a really honorable thing that they're doing. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the mafia is cool, yeah. and we support it. Do, it, them. Does, it doesn't exist, but honor is right. chill. If it did exist, we would be yeah. in full support of the mafia yeah. and really want to live for the rest of our lives. I, mean, I really don't want to be put in <laughs> cement boots over a podcast, right. you know. Uh, but look, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I think it's exactly what you were saying. But you know, to to that point, I I think it's not just for winning arguments. Like, I think that Tony, with all of this family bullshit going down. He's probably had it with all that stuff. He's ready for some mafia action. Mm. Let's get going. I'm ready. You know what I mean? Is <laughs> like, and so I think he's really ready to be like, yeah, yeah. This is the fucking mafia. Let's talk mm. about it and let's like, let's get some more people in there. Come on, like yeah. it's important, and I love it. You know? Yeah, maybe. And he's probably really ready to rattle off those rules and be like, it's definitely more important than your mother and your father. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Well, because people are always doing that in positions of power. Where, I mean, I know that it's that's the thing in the mafia, but like. It is more important to him than his mother and his father at this point. Oh, for and sure. And so, like, supervisors are always doing that shit where they're like, they're like, 
oh, this is just how it is, when mm. really they're just saying to you, this was my experience, and I'm yeah. going to enforce this on you. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I was. I actually wanted to ask, like, because I, you know, it's funny to even compare, like, what we do to the mafia, because that's not, that's obviously, they're very different, and we love the mafia. Um, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know Christopher's pain a little bit as someone who's just, like, ever so slowly, you know, moving along and what I'm doing, like yeah. just those that like just nonstop calling, like getting an email at like eleven thirty fucking PM. Oh and, dude, I know. And, and you're and, not you're not in control at all. Yeah. And, but, and it, you but just, you think it's what you want. Right. And you just get that that response where it's like, well if you don't want to be here, somebody else will. And that's like totally true. Like we're not gonna get whacked to what we do, but it, they could very easily we're easily replaceable is what it comes down to. In and, some ways. In some yeah, ways. Yeah. But like but at the same time it's like it's an interesting situation that Chrissy finds him in because like himself in because I mean, I know what it's like to feel that green and, yeah. to, and to just want to, like, do everything that you're supposed to do. Right. And it's, like, super brutal. And sometimes you don't, like, realize it right off the bat that oh, you're, yeah. like, chasing your tail and you're you, that you're, like, you know, that you should have paced yourself better when someone's, like, oh, like, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. Yep. And it's totally unrealistic. And I think that, like, we're seeing that, that kind of novice... Su- thing happening with Chris right where he's like yeah totally that'll be totally easy because I'm really into this so right. I'm gonna make it happen yeah, yeah you know what I mean you totally think because like because you've worked already and because you've kind of like studied whatever it is you're doing that like you'll just walk in and like everyone will recognize that and be like right. oh you're here you're like great like you've earned it like you're the man yeah. like but you just have to like keep reproving yourself and also like you just don't you know really every, everyone learns this but you you can't like stop working just because you've like maybe been bumped up ever so slightly or right, right. started, you know what I mean? Like it well, just gets harder basically. Well, the other thing is that, you know, you learn as time goes on and this is why people can be so shitty and like get so high in any profession is that, or not any profession, but a lot of professions is that like, at least with what we do for a living and sort of with, and it's sort of the case with what Chris is doing now. It's like the actual nuts and bolts of like, like procuring money from the street mm. is not something that Chris is not good at. It's about mm-hmm. like managing all the balls in the air yep. and like all the legwork surrounding that. You know what yep, I mean? And exactly. Like, like if my whole job was just sitting down and like mixing records or like making a song, and like I and it and it literally didn't come down to all of the like the glad handing and the handshakes and the right. making people feel good and like all that shit and being fucking enthusiastic even when you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Like my job would be a lot easier. But that that's I, that I think is growing up a little bit. Is you realize that it's yeah. not it's all the shit that surrounds it you know right and then every now and then you can get down to business and actually just do what you want to be doing right and i think chris is like finding that because like he really learns that you know it's a lot more complicated than he originally thought exactly yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like when you're when you're a kid and you're or when we have kids someday, they'll be <laughs> you like, and I. You and I. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be like, what do you do? And I'll be like, I I make music. And you'll be like, I work in television. And that'll be like this big broad thing. You know right. what I mean? And they won't like care. he's a mafia man. He's yeah. a fireman. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a that's the window man. The vegetable man. The, the wallpaper man. <laughs> you know, and like that's like it's a very simple answer. And and like when you're a kid, you just picture someone like doing wallpaper all right day. but it's like so much more yeah it's so much more yeah. and it's like there's traffic and like oh my god like right. i gotta eat lunch without like gaining a bunch of weight because <laughs> i'm really busy you know what i mean yeah and like, yeah and so christopher's it's growing pains but christopher's gotta do it and and again i mean you know the more experienced mafia guys i think will deal with that to an extent but then of course if you don't have the money like they'll be a little mad but he does have 
some pretty decent mentors. It's really up to him to listen to them. And uh, I think Polly is a good mentor to have. Yeah, well, that's Pauly the thing. And Tony he are the is. Best, best in the business, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Well, even right Sill too. I mean, all of them. Yeah, like that's he's um, those three in particular have done pretty well for themselves. I think. But so. it's just up to him to to listen and and like stay straight and sober, which we'll see is uh, kind of a struggle for him. Um, well, they're not like sort of aware of his drug problem yet. Not too well. I mean, Polly makes reference to coke in this episode. He's like, "You got to lay off that stuff," and points to his nose and does a little the universal coke sign there. And, yeah, but Polly is Polly wrong about that? It seems like he is wrong in that particular case. But like right. when he gets shot in From Where to Eternity, they mention you know like he likes his chemistry, he likes set. chemistry set, and then yeah. Polly again is like, "Hey, like I know you do coke sometimes," and like in that case, he was wrong. But um, but right. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so Christopher kind of does. I guess we should talk about like the crow thing or the. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a crow, but it's a, it's a black ominous it's a bird. Crow. It's definitely a crow. Mm. And so yeah, he's his, worried. He's feels at least that he's doomed. Of course, we know that like he is a tragic character in the end, as is Adriana. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you? think A about lot that? of the people in that room. Well, yeah, him and Eugene actually, both those guys. Bacala. And Bacala. I mean, yeah, I guess literally everyone in that room just is ruined the show for everybody. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we, yeah. We're not sure about Tony and Syl. I guess Polly's the one who comes out on top. I guess so. Polly's going to win Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> Polly wins the game of Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you have any thoughts on, on the bird? Specifically just about birds. Well, I, don't wanna, I don't care about the Sopranos. I mean, we've talked about this before in that this show does a really good job of dealing with the subconscious. Yeah. When you're feeling something, you tend to think that everything around you is talking about that. Yes. You know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. So like... Maybe there's like a problem with your sex life and you see all this stuff all over the place. It's right. all about sex. You know right. what I mean? Or like your apartment's messy and everybody else's apartment looks clean or I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I think that this is one of those situations where Chrissy has a bad feeling. Like for better or for worse, he has a bad feeling, you know, and yeah. we, can, we can talk about what that act- actually means because he's 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 smarter than this, like, just go with the flow mafia thing where he's like blindly following it. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, he saw a bird mm-hmm. in a window, which isn't crazy. Nope. And it happens every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do it every day. <laughs> uh, and. And he thinks it means something about him. Yeah. But I think that what the bird really means is that there's something, you know, it doesn't mean that he's going to get totally held over the coals because of the football, the all-American fucking field goal kicker. You know right, I mean? right, right. Like, I think that, that that's a good title for the episode. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but I think that, you know, because he thinks it just means that he's out six grand. He's like, I saw that crow, six grand, you know, because yeah. he's, he's also kind of a Jersey bonehead. Right, yeah. But yeah. I think that what it really means is, like, he had a bad feeling about something deep down, and that crow is, like, eliciting it from yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I um, again, I mean, there's this weird, there's this, like, a faction, I think, of people who think that there is like a lot of like supernatural stuff going on in the show, and I, I, yeah, I think it's more about him for sure. It's more right. like it's a Christopher episode. It seems Do you think it was like, pussy? It wasn't pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think so. I don't think any of the animals we see on the show are, are any of the previous characters who have died. I'm just gonna say that, except for that um, fish. No, I guess you're right. Well, the fish is quite literally. Yeah, I guess that's different. <laughs> it's literally pussy. <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, and he's aware of it. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I think Christopher is a, is a you know a superstitious person in general, and so it kind of makes sense that his episodes will kind of focus on those things. He's impre- he's gullible. I he's think. A, yeah, he's gullible, and he has watched too many movies. And I think like once you do that, you know, like you start to That's just true. make funny connections in life that like 
again, the, there's this difference between like the mafia movies that had come before The Sopranos and then like post Sopranos mafia stuff, where like mm-hmm. those omens might have meant something in The Godfather or in like these you know big like romantic mob epics. The, or, yeah, the ones that mythologize the mafia. Right, but this is like they meet outside of a Models and there's a KB Toys behind them, and then they're in like a suburban house, and it's just yeah. like very regular, and so like. But I think that people still in those situations, like look, for, like you're saying, look for signs and symbols. And, oh, and if you're completely. looking for them, you're going to see them, basically. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's the thing. It's that like things that you're afraid of are always going to creep up on you. Things yeah. that you want to see, you may, depending on your outlook, you may be downplaying. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's Tony and the painting again. Who you know, like yeah, uh, Melfi just bought it in Provincetown, and he sees death and dying and decay, and she's yeah. like, no, it's just a nice painting. Um, I mean. I mean, I, I I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, I think that he's an impression an, an impressionable guy, and there's something in him saying, "Wait a second, this is crazy." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, or maybe he's just even maybe it's even simpler that than that. Maybe he's just afraid because he knows that there's no turning back after this. It is scary, and, and it's I'm... it's really just like I mean, because how do you know that you're going to be into this? You know? Yeah, I know. It's not like a career. I mean, we'll see. I guess with Eugene, eventually, he tries to be like, "Listen, I'm just going to buy my way out and move. Can I do that?" And Tony just like is like, "No, you you took an oath in this episode." He referenced. He's like, "In season three, you took an oath." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I am DB. It you yeah. took an oath. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right here on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so yeah, I it is it's scary. I mean, you know, the whole ritual around it is kind of scary. Well, bit. yeah, it, and, it totally uh, is. It totally is. Yeah, and also things that you think you need at one point in your life, you may not need later on. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like it's why people outgrow anything that they have. But Eugene, I mean, these guys are into money first and foremost. Yeah, but like you and 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 there are the other things like there's like the lifestyle and mm-hmm. and the sociopath and all that shit. But like Eugene eventually doesn't need the money anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because he winds up being a CI. Yeah, and yeah, like, oh, that's true too. Yeah. And so like he, you know, what what once was was something that was really exciting for him because he looks really happy when he gets made. He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that look on his face, like he like his team just like scored a touchdown or something. <laughs> but what I just to kind of segue a little bit, what I think, what I also like about that scene is the fact that we're just seeing that Chrissy is not the only game in town. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they're in competition, but just the fact that, like, you know, this is a show that's in a universe. You know what I mean? Yep. Chrissy's no more less special right. than anyone else. <laughs> right. Uh, and that, you know, like, this 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 show could just as easily have been about Eugene. Eugene certainly has, like, you know, a wild story leading up to this just like Chrissy. Yeah, probably. But they happen to kind of meet at this moment together. Yeah. And we don't really get a huge proper intro to Eugene ever. No, yeah, I'm trying to think. This isn't his first episode, but I don't. It's not his first episode, but, but like, he's not in it much. Yeah, yeah, he's not in it much. Yeah. We find out that he wasn't made, and it's like, oh, I mean, because I feel like it would have been so easy to have it be like this, like coronation for just Chrissy. Yeah, but exactly. the fact that Eugene was included in the scene, I think, is really cool because it just like gives you that perspective that like, right, this is a large evolving organization, right? Yeah, and Chrissy's one of many. Yeah, and I, actually, I'm thinking about it now. Like, I don't know if they ever say this, and but it's kind of implied i guess at the end of season two like are there two people getting made here because pussy and richie are gone like is that maybe part of it like they opened the books because there mm. were just two openings i'm actually not sure about how that works but like that's a really good point but, so it's uh, like a country club like someone has to die yeah i guess so um or join uh witness protection as richie did as we all know richie did yeah um we actually have him on the phone he's yeah. fine rich good okay um 
Oh, yeah, I wonder about that. <laughs> Should have looked point. that up before we started. <laughs> if anyone uh, knows, if anyone's uh, got any experience with this type call of thing, in. call yeah. in, right, let right us now. know. Mm-hmm. Um, just leave your name, number, information. We'll call yeah. you back. Our number is 9117. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just dial that and eventually you'll reach us. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, um, we're playing with fire here. Yeah, that was... Yeah, just call it. Just try it. I don't know. We'll uh, actually, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, Christopher is the uh, the fortunate son of this of the 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 mafia family here, and um, he is he is, and uh, we don't get a lot of, a lot of interaction between him and Tony in this episode, but Tony's certainly keeping an eye on him, and we you know we know that they have a special relationship. He is, and it's and it's solidified, and also there's that moment where Polly says, you know, that he's your he's like your father, yeah, and there's yeah. that nice shot of Chrissy looking at him like, oh fuck, yeah, right, yeah, because I, I don't I don't know if he's totally sure. He's to trust any of them but um anyway let's yeah. uh take a quick break and talk about the other fortunate sons when we come back we have jackie jr and uh anthony jr and uh and tony is another one of the fortunate sons in this episode we got another nice little flashback again um so we'll be right back with the second half we will yes we promise you got it it's hilarious if we didn't come back though. No fucking ZD is brought to you by every blowjob I ever got. John Penn called me over and actually introduced me to El Capo. But I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. So uh, welcome back to uh, well, what is this? It's no fucking ZD. No fucking ZD. Right. Episode twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. That's actually uh, how old I am. That's almost how old I am. Um, <laughs> I just turned twenty one. Oh so. wait, no, no, no. Actually, I'm twenty eight. Fuck, I can't believe I just fucked that up. How old are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should mention that we were out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, no, just one week. We only missed one. Just, just yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we missed one week. Yeah, listen, our life is a lot like Christopher, isn't that we'll get calls at 11.30 and be like, be here tomorrow at this time. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. shit. So it's hard, I know. To, hard to schedule sometimes. I mean, sometimes. look, you, Brendan, you took an oath. You know, this podcast uh, comes before your family and your mother and your father. That, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they'll live. Everybody's going to live. Yeah. You know? um, so let's talk a little bit about, what do you want to start with, Jackie Jr., AJ? I'm just sick of you poison. bossing me around so much. Well, I'm, I'm you know? giving you the choice here. What if I want to talk about Artie? Okay, let's talk about Artie. He very briefly makes an appearance <laughs> in this episode. Don't patronize to me. To talk about <laughs> how they've made their homes too nice for their children to want to leave, which is not a problem for you and I. Um, uh, no. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, let's, let's I guess, start with uh, Jackie Jr. I mean, he's fun and stupid, and yeah. uh, it's, it's fun to talk about stupid people. I like him and Dino hanging out. At the pizza parlor, just like indefinitely. Yeah, it's like, called the Ufa Pizza Parlor, by the way. Just that name makes me starve. Yeah, I starving. Know. I you know, know what I, I mean? Know. Like, Jersey pizza's fucking great. I bet it's really good, and they just hang there. How do they not eat a thousand slices of pizza though? Like I they're don't just chilling there. Like what is? Well, they're also like young nineteen-year-old kids who can like do that and basically be fine the next morning. They're like and stupid not... and not. They're, they're they're just they're just bored and they they're just sitting there eating and like 
thinking that they're cool. Yeah, thinking of they they have big plans to rob Perez Hilton at a Rutgers. Uh, oh my God, I know, yeah, right? Perez Hilton in The Sopranos. That's weird. Yeah. Also, I, I'm calling it Sopranos now. I, I've never called it that my entire life, but now I just started. The pronunciation issues on this show are like just staggering. It's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah. we get Perez Hilton in this episode. Lady Gaga will be in an, in an episode a couple uh, down the line. She is. Yeah, when they break into the pool at the high school, she's one of AJ's friends. <gasps> no way! Yeah. I didn't know that. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Wow, maybe she'll do our podcast. She, has she hasn't nothing really done anything on. since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy how, what just her career just crashed and burned. Yeah, she's doing the Grammys. I mean, that's such a small. That's just step I mean, down. How do you follow Sopranos with Grammys? I don't you know. know. Like crazy. Come, come on, just like crazy. It's the greatest show ever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Jackie Jr. Yeah, we get uh, he's back. For the first time this season, He's I think. Back for the last time. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, still, like we said, talking about his father, talking about his uncle now too. Um, yeah, and, and he actually he says something in here that makes me realize that that Richie did share quite a bit with Jackie Jr. I uh, guess where so. he says, you know, that that you know, he's telling Dino that he his his uncle Richie was gonna, you know, and you assume that he was gonna say he was gonna whack Christopher, Chrissy. right? Um, Obviously, that didn't work out. Dino, right. Dino's a true believer. He's like in awe of the fact that uh, that that Chrissy's wearing a stripe now. Yep, he's like a little mini celebrity at the yeah. local pizza parlor. I know. It's yeah. like he he walks in there, fucking like chest out, the yeah. whole nine, and boy does he get knocked down to size. I know. That's great. Uh, but yeah, Dino is like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino's Dino's into it, and uh, Jackie is not, but he'll. We'll we'll see him slowly come around. He um, has a chip on his shoulder the size of a large old blue eye. <laughs> right, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. But but he'll be around for the season and uh, will slowly move his way up. Oh, actually, no. I guess he really he tries. He, another example of another person trying to move up or break into the mafia world and uh, just really not being able to cut it. But you know, well, we'll he get there. does a terrible job of it because he also you know like what Tony says. You know, you don't shit, don't shit where you eat, and really don't shit where I eat. Yeah, Jackie kind of shits everywhere. Yeah, like he just fucks everything up for himself, like on a personal level. Yeah, and also on a like a mafia level, right? On a meadow level. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, boy. I mean, he just miscalculates everything, and he thinks that he can. I mean, I think that the difference between him and Chrissy is that Chrissy like never seems to feel super entitled. Um. I guess not. And so Chrissy like really works for it and he takes the knocks and he sticks with it and he like actually wants it. And he's yeah. smarter than Jackie. He's smarter than Jackie. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, he doesn't make like, uh, Christopher has a certain amount of respect for it that Jackie doesn't, I guess, because yeah. even though Tony, like, Tony is kind of his, his surrogate father in the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher's actual dad, Dickie Maltesanti, was never the real boss the way Jackie Senior was. So maybe like I guess that's true. So Dickie was sort of like a lot, like a blue collar mafia guy. Honestly, it sounds like that Dickie was a lot like Christopher. Like yeah. it sounds like he just kind of was a mafia guy. Who unfortunately, you know, gave into his demons. I, I I forget if it's drugs or alcohol, but I'm pretty sure he was kind of a junkie. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he was they sort of a junkie. Yeah. So like Jackie kind of feels like you know my 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 father was a really respected mafia boss, which I guess he was, you know. And he, and he died of cancer, so it's right. not, it's not due to like some sort of unrest. Right. It was no ill will. But, yeah. yeah. And he can, so he's free to assume that like if his dad was still alive, then right. everything would be hunky dory, and that everyone right. would love him, and like who knows what would have happened. I mean, Jackie Senior seemed like a good boss. It seemed like people listened to him. Yeah. But it's also kind of a. Uh, 
you know, one of those, one of those like what if nostalgia type things, you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. I wonder. Cause I mean, it, it sounds like at least now that he's died, <laughs> they think that Jackie, like G- Jackie senior had like a, um, was big into education and, and getting his kids out of the life. Who knows? Cause I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I we guess know that's what to- Tony wants. I mean, yeah. And I guess you can kind of look to AJ cause at the end, at the end of the series, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to obviously um <laughs> well there's a lot being set up that's gonna like gonna gonna there is take us, take us there yeah there there definitely is but uh but ultimately jackie like like christopher doesn't realize how much work really goes into it right and yeah at least christopher's sort of willing to do it jackie just kind of assumes like he either can't or won't or should just it should just be given to him it's like, all about shortcuts yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, he's talking to Tony later in the episode about, um, you know, how hard it is to become a doctor and right. how these pre-med ca- classes are just killing him. And, like, um, you know, both him and AJ both talk about not having the grades to do something like like that and getting out of, like, their their own family shadow. Right. Um, but, yeah, Jackie, like, especially just does not want to put the work in, um, doesn't yeah. think he has to. And it doesn't know. seem like Chrissy has ever has that. I mean, we're talking about Jackie, but just as a contrast, it doesn't seem like Chrissy ever has that, that feeling, you know what I mean? Chrissy's yeah. always just like, yeah, I can do it. You know, like I'll take, you know, and in this episode, he's so earnest, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, earnestly psychopathic, but like, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. but like in this episode, he's just so down for the knocks and to, and to like work his way through it. And like, you know, he gets these reward. He's like starved praise for just long enough, and then he's given a nice, substantial reward. Right. Well, meanwhile, let's be honest, making a shitload of money even before he was made. Probably. You know I mean? yeah. He's got like a really fancy car. Yeah. And uh, you know, they got a leather leather couch in, mm-hmm. in, their, in their studio. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, he just never seems to exhibit that. So I think that Jackie and AJ, I think that Jackie becomes a, a real priority for Tony in that way because. I think he reminds him of AJ, not just because he was Jackie Sr.'s son, mm-hmm. who was like his best pal, but also because they both have that shit attitude, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, you know, and, and we see this with uh, with the, you know, the thoroughbred stripper with the chompers mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that <laughs> Ralphie oh, oh, killed. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about? Uh, I was like, which uh, one was that in this episode? Yeah, no, not in this episode. Like four but strippers. Like, but, like, you know, Tony really easily starts to, like, feel paternal toward people because he sees his children in them yeah i mean for sure and i forget if this ended up making the last podcast or not but like this the theme of this season if there was one is tony and carmela as parents you know i mean like you said like the structure is like certainly like different and interesting and kind of like all over the place a little bit um and this is definitely the season uh where like the short story format of the show really comes out obviously with pine baron at the right time yeah um there's a lot of long game going on though there which is. is really cool a huge amount of long game yeah it's kind of crazy um but you know at the same time yeah it's very much about parents like we don't have livia in person anymore but we have tony dealing with her as a parent and then we have Tony dealing with his children as a parent, mm-hmm. and so and yeah. kind of being a parent to Janice in certain ways. Yeah, and to and to Jackie and Christopher as well. Like like yeah. I said, you know, the, there's the four fortunate sons in this episode, and they are Christopher, AJ, Jackie, and then and then Tony. We have that flashback as well. Sure, Tony, but it, but Tony had kind of a similar thing to Chrissy, where like his dad was kind of middle management. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his, and, dad, his dad wasn't. His dad was a captain. I'm assuming. 
He yeah, wasn't the boss. I, I feel like he was sort of a poly type. That's that's the that's the feeling that I'm getting. He was like a head knocker yeah. who just like managed to stick I mean, died of emphysema or whatever. Right. Which like I don't envy that, but he didn't get he didn't get taken out or anything. Right, 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 right. I feel right. like he's a poly type who just like wanted to make some money, never was particularly ambitious in some ways, you know? Yeah. He's interested in making this work for as long as possible. You know I guess what I so, mean? yeah. But Tony's dad, I feel like, was kind of a rising star and uh, from what I remember. You and get that I, feeling? I think so. I know he was respected. Like, if Polly says he was respected, because Polly will be like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, think, that, I think that Tony's dad reached the level Tony is at, like, right before the pilot, basically. Like, I right. think that he was considered a star, maybe if, like, the DeMeo family died out or something happened, like, might have been thought of as a boss. Right. right. Uh, but as Tony says, like, Tony reached heights that his father never did. So, like, he didn't make it. Right. He made it pretty far, I think, though. He did. But I think that also, uh, that's a that's a really good point. And you're, and you're reminding me that, like, Tony, you know, because we start to actually hear about the Esplanade in this episode, which mm-hmm. is a big thing. Um, and, you know... The reason why Tony has made it so far is because he's not doing street rips. He wasn't. He, we've never seen him do any of that shit. Yeah. He's always had this big picture in mind. It's always like right. he'll go white collar or whatever if he can. You know what I mean? Things don't have to be like smash and grab jobs. Right. right he's right. never commissioning people to like go rob a safe. Like, you know, it's like he doesn't do that picky and shit like his dad did where he's like chasing down. Yeah. You know, some guy on the street. And I, I know that he's too high to have stuff for that, but I think that he's a bigger thinker. And so he 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 was able to get stuff going, like the Esplanade. And, like, in the very first episode, the HMO guy. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And, like, that kind of stuff, that's, you know, that and garbage and stuff like that, that's that's a lot bigger money than, these than like, picking on individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Johnny Boy had to... You know, he had an opportunity to do something like that when he when he was offered like the move to Reno with the hotels and stuff like that. And right, and, right. and Livia kind of got on his ass about it. He didn't wind up doing it, maybe because of her, maybe because of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's generally like a little bit less of less of like a big picture type feeling with it. I agree. With yeah, John Boy's stuff. Well, because Tony, I think like you know, like I always think of like that that caveman evolution graphic that everyone has, where it like yeah. starts with the caveman, eventually goes to like the human being from you know today. Yeah. And Tony's definitely like closer to the human being side than most of the mafia people. Right. And he's certainly like he's as much as he talks about like it He be- sees the big picture. He sees the big picture, but also like as much as he talks about it like being nineteen fifty four in his house and nineteen ninety nine everywhere else, like he he does actually step into the model. By the way, right now world. it's nineteen ninety nine in this house and two thousand sixteen <laughs> everywhere else. Which is so bizarre. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna raise my kids. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, we're uploading this via Napster and it's taking several days. Um so just be happy that you guys live in the modern world. But yeah, but Tony does. Tony's not a complete Neanderthal like some of the other guys are. And yeah, you're right. I mean I mean, the mafia itself also became like more corporate as time went on, I think. And it was less about like little street corner wars and more about like, oh shit, we can infiltrate like the stock market. Like, let's Because do it, it really is about the money more than the violence. It is. For yeah. most of the guys. It is. Some of the guys, for some of the guys, it is about the violence. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you, we you meet have your people like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, but Tony doesn't really give a shit about people getting hurt. He uh, just, he's just, yeah. He, I mean, it's exciting to him. But yeah, when it's, it's sentimental, it, it's the love of the game that he, you know, right. he loves making money. He loves like making shit like that work. He, I think he has that kind of mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that, that's that's very true. I mean, really, in real life, like I think what the show is going for, um, it, the mafia is just way more mundane 
Like the show is way more violence than anything that's happened in the past like 25 years with the mafia. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's going too far back, but at least like the past 10. You don't right. hear a lot about like gangland slayings anymore, you know. But uh yeah, Jackie, I guess going back to Jackie. Although we should we should maybe move on to AJ in a second, but going back but to Jackie, where are his priorities? It's not money, I don't think. He doesn't seem to give that much of a shit about money. Well, like Christopher, I think the celebrity status of it is certainly certainly big to him and yeah. just being able to tell people what to do, you know, like just cuz he's just a dick. He's just a dick is really what it comes down yeah. to. He's a little shit. I mean, like <laughs> because the actor looks so old, it's kind of easy to forget that he's 18 or 19 in this episode. Yeah. He looks way older than that. Like AJ and Meadow like sort of look properly aged he uh, definitely yeah but um but but it's it's easy to forget that he is just a little kid who's whose dad and now uncle have both disappeared from his life and probably gets to basically do whatever he wants most of the time and so yeah he, he kind of walks all over his mom yeah and, and like all these guys you know paulie has that long heart to heart with christopher at vesuvio after the making ceremony um where he's talking about like hey the only headache we have is just making sure that like people above us get paid which is really the only that's, headache that's, any of us have. That's what he's talking about, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Basically, the only headache we have now, now that we've joined this thing, you know, we're loyal to each other. We just, we just have to make sure the next guy gets paid. That's it. Like he tries to simplify it, and make it sound so easy. Um, and that does, what he's saying that does make it sound easy. It does, right? Because what he's saying is like, hey, we don't have to wake up every day and like go to our office and like worry about a commute and being on time and like filing our taxes at the end of the year, which I just had to do and it sucked. Right. Um, but uh, you know, so that's what Jackie wants more than anything. It's just like, oh yeah, that you're just join a club and you put your put your feet up and, and that's it. You're done, you know? Well, um, and also I mean, let's not forget the identity thing, you know? Mm. These guys identify with these people and especially I think since they lost their their uh their fathers or their yeah, actually Jackie and Chrissy both lost their fathers. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it mythologizes the whole thing for them. Oh, where big time. They don't see it as like it's not the family business. You know, I mm-hmm. think that that on some level Tony does see it as a family business type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and Christopher definitely does, yeah. Christopher does Christopher well, but Christopher sees it as more of like a mythological thing as well, though. Right. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. I think yeah. that Tony, like, he's not really all that into glory. You know, from the very first episode, he's trying to, like, make the, the minimum number of moves that he can make to keep it going yeah. and make money. Yeah, Tony's whole thing, I think, is that he just kind of wants to be left alone. Like, just let me do my thing and kind of, like, leave me alone, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, Christopher sort of wants to, like, have the applause when he walks in the room. And, well, and he's, people... got cow- he's got cowboy-itis. He's, he has cowboy-itis, but I think that he does, like, as, as, as sentimental as it sounds, like, really want someone to like actually love him back you know yeah like he actually He's finding think, acceptance in the mafia right and i think he makes the mistake of thinking like these are my actual friends you know like he doesn't hang or, out with this is my actual family that exactly yeah. yeah i mean there's so many times throughout the series where like some junkie will show up and like christopher's like hey that guy's my friend you know like the junkie that adriana oh, kicks out that's not christopher's friend and then in season six he throws Polly junior or not Polly junior but a uh, little Polly yeah little out Polly. the window and he's like I thought you were my friend and throws him out a window you know like Christopher I think more than anything like believes like these guys love me and yeah. you know and Tony like loves me back but like and Tony does I think to an extent but or, it's or also convinces a, himself that he does yeah but for a lot of these guys it's a job you know right like yeah. like Tony toward the end he's thinking about how to okay so like how do I get how do I get to home plate you mm-hmm. know what I mean how do I not get clipped or get arrested, 
What can I do to insulate myself? There's no glory in that. Right. It's just self-preservation. And right. like none of these other guys really, I mean, Polly, I think has the instinct for it, although he's not as ambitious as Tony. Yeah. Um, but Chrissy, I think he was always a little bit doomed because he's always had this sort of cowboy thing where he was looking to this certain Italian American organization. Mm-hmm. Um, to, of upstanding individuals. Upsta- of upstanding individuals to give him all of, Give to give him his place in this world exactly, and it's like it's it's the long and the short of it for him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, and even Adriana is like a daughter of the mafia. Basically, she gets mm-hmm. she knows how important the making ceremony is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all about you know uh, that whole question of who am I, where am I going? Like everyone's always kind of looking like totally. you know. We should actually we can segue to AJ here actually because I I always love that scene where. Um, Tony mentions that, oh, you said you wanted to go to Harvard and West Point. And AJ is like, I don't remember that. I, I never said that. But, but he, we remember it. He, he totally say said it. that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of like, you know, like all throughout life, people are just always kind of look, thinking like, oh, once I finally like get this, like, yeah. that's it. It's done. Like my life will be happy. Like Tony thinks that about therapy. Like, well, my mom's dead. So that's it. We're done. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the whole idea of just like the the who am I, where am I going thing. I think like that's a little bit of this as well, where it's just you're constantly looking for that next thing or constantly looking for or just right. not looking at what's in front of you and thinking about like what else you need. Sort and, of and evaluating properly. Yeah. But yeah, so AJ, I think that's a good segue to AJ. I think that he and he's interesting because he's a kid mm-hmm. so of course he's going to be going through this shit where he listens to shit bands for a yes, while yes that's a great like, slipknot windbreaker <laughs> oh my god yeah. and then he must have cost like 80 bucks at the concert yeah probably um the wardrobe guy for this season must have had a great time like going and finding all this, <laughs> this terrible band going to slipknot concerts yeah exactly yeah. like like oh terrible <laughs> um but but i think that aj is going through a lot where he's like kind of exploring things where he feels like he belongs a little bit yeah you know what i mean and and he was he was a little bit into the idea of football, like in the at the beginning of this season. He asked about Cosmo's jersey, the jersey, yeah. And so now we find out that he's actually playing football, right? And uh, frankly, it totally makes sense. Yeah, it you does. Know? Yeah, it's like football or army <laughs> or, or <laughs> right. ditch digger. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, it does. It does make a lot of sense, and it's kind of like I don't know. I wonder is he, is he trying to please Tony a little bit there? I think maybe that's part of it. And, uh, sure. and then also, yeah. And then also maybe just feeling like you belong in some kind of club, like, like what's well, trying made. something new. Like he's, because like, it's interesting because he's in a group of, du- of dudes, like with the, the, the slipknot vibes and the mm-hmm. skateboarding and all that shit. And like the don't backwash and like those <laughs> dudes where it's like, you'd think that they wouldn't be so into football. So it's kind of one of those things. I, I think it's really realistic because people do that, you know, oh, yeah, as yeah. they're growing up, they're like, you know what, actually. I don't know if the you know those guys that I said to go fuck themselves are actually that bad. Maybe I right. should just be a jock now. Or yeah, give yeah, that a shot. Yeah. You know, and AJ AJ does become kind of a basic bitch. You know, like as time goes on, <laughs> yes. he's like a regular club dude. Yeah, by the end of this, well, he kind of becomes Jackie Junior light in some ways. Yeah, except he like seems to have a job. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention. Speaking of uh, of of. AJ's job at the end of the series. Yes. <laughs> There's an awful lot of that going on today. Uh, we get our first meeting with Carmine. Yes, we do. We forgot yes. to mention that. I know, we do. Uh, another character that kind of just gets dropped in real quick, and he's like a really minor character here, um, but a good intro for, for him. And uh, I like knowing little Carmine. It's funny to hear these little mentions of him now where he's like, yeah, my son sees a shrink. It was court-ordered, and it <laughs> really helped him a wife. lot. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> little like, Carmine is... Like I can't wait for him to be around. Yeah, one of the yeah. most incredible philosophical characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the great minds of Sopranos. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, but but regular Carmine Senior, I guess, is what they call him, or just Carmine right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, we so we find out that he likes Tony, mm-hmm. that they have good standing with New York. We see Johnny Sack, who we haven't really seen since the first season. I want to say. He was and around that, for a little bit last season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, very little Johnny Sack. We're yeah. going to get more Sack action. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. But yeah. uh, it's a nice conversation where Tony's kind of blindsided by the fact that, that they're talking they about, know about therapy, the, the therapy and the spells and all that right. stuff. And I think that it's, uh, I think it's a good moment for Tony because, I mean, he doesn't necessarily like it, but. You know, he's in the middle of this mafia shit. He's gorging on food and watching these strippers like fake kiss each other, <laughs> glitter on their huge fake boobs under very bright lighting too. I know. Yeah, it's just really, it's not hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's standing there eating food, watching strippers at a mafia event, sound mm-hmm. as a pound, and then Carmine's like, "What about your panic attacks?" Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, right." Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I think it's he comes away relatively unscathed. He does. And it's nice to hear that uh, ultimately this this thing, you know, uh, in such a Sopranos fashion, this thing that Tony thought was going to get him killed at one point. It's kind of like, yeah, eh, nobody did. cares. Yeah, yeah nobody almost cares. did. Yeah, you're right. Almost did. But also, I mean, um, it's just things fizzle out. Things fizzle. how it goes. Uh, things don't matter, mm-hmm. you know. But again, like you were saying, you know, people will bring this shrink thing up. Yeah. Like when it when it fits the profile that like, you know, the, the picture that they want to paint about Tony. Right. Yeah. Because like Phil eventually will be like, he spills his guts out to a shriek. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, um, we should talk about her really quickly because this is kind of a big episode for her, for her and uh, for yeah, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really does. It seems like it seems like in the interim between the, the last episode and this one, she's kind of gotten her her shit together a little bit. She seems like she's back on the wagon. Well, she she I mean because they're making some real ground here for like the first time ever with this this connection to the panic attacks and meat and you know the Proust thing that she mentions that right, basically right. happens to Tony in this episode. It's kind of maybe a little too like easy of a connection in a way like they're sort of holding your hand through this this connection a little bit. Yeah, but it's well, still she's, interesting. she's holding his hand because well, yeah, he I guess sucks at being is. in therapy. He doesn't want to do it. He does, and he gets phone calls in the middle of it and that about he gambling. Has to answer, right. I know it's ridiculous. So <laughs> well, and after he like pushes this thing on her about how they need to to really do it, you right? You know what I mean? So he's. I think that 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 little outburst that he has is like it makes him feel like he's trying. Mm-hmm. And then Melfi says to him, like, may, it's like maybe the most realistic therapeutic moment in mm-hmm. like the whole series where she's like, she's like, fine, I'm ready. Let's get going. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah. that's that's totally what therapists sound like. Because it is like it's on you to kind of, totally. you know, like one of the things I've always liked about these therapy scenes is like there will be those moments of just like 30 seconds of silence. And it's like, well, did you want to talk today? Are you here to do any-? like, you know, like that's. Yeah, exactly. Therapy isn't a lot of just like, how are you feeling? Let's, well, to- let's talk about Tony your mom thinks again. it's something that's done to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or that he like it's like going to the gym. It's like you don't get it, like nothing happens just because you're there. Right. You actually have to do stuff. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just he, learned that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and he does. Uh, he, she helps him do a little bit of that work, but he does in this episode. And right. the meat thing is kind of is fascinating. It's kind of weirdly comes out of nowhere. It's one of like the most disturbing things the show will ever do. <laughs> that scene where uh, where Johnny is licking Livia's finger and. Oh uh, they're God. connecting all the sexual things. I know it's thing. so weird. And we have to go eat a bunch of brisket tonight too, by the way. Oh so. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna lick your fingers during it. Oh boy, don't take all it's, of me. Ugh, it's it freaks me out. It's really gross. It's I, uh, I almost had a panic attack watching it. Yeah. Um. 
it's really bizarre and for it's a lot for young tony who looks a lot like young aj to go through uh great job on the casting there with that with young tony um yeah um and and you know like speaking of fathers and stuff like we don't really talk too much about johnny boy he is kind of like given sainthood now that he's dead as as they say um but he was a tough guy to that's a tough dad to have no shit Uh, i mean i mean and he's he mentions this pinky thing is it the next does he mention it this episode yeah yeah yeah. so he mentions the pinky thing and he kind of seems to think it's a little funny you know what i mean he's like what your your dad never did that yeah yeah he knows how that it's weird but doesn't but meanwhile he like puts the 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 uh, responsibility of the trauma of this actually on Livia. I know, yeah. It's not on his dad who chopped off a dude's pinky. Right. Mr. Satrial's pinky, no less. Yeah, and then we find out later that he blew his brains out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and it's one of, like, it's the Christmas episode mm. when they realize that 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 Puss was, you know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and uh, you know, Polly says, you know, that that year when Mr. Satriel blew his brains out. Oh Jesus! Blah, blah, blah. I forgot about that detail. There's a lot of sadness in the neighborhood. It's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. The fucking you guys caused it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's always. I mean, they. Anyways, the the responsibility is always on them. Right. They, they don't always see it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I also like that there's some major connections to the Scatino thing in season two because because Johnny Boy sits. Tony down, young Tony down, and, and says, "Oh right!" And he has the, a similar conversation. Yeah, he's like, "Listen, that guy made uh, that guy was a gambler. He made a bet. He couldn't pay it. Uh, yeah. We had to take his pinky, and then he actually hands Tony the pinky and says, this is yours now.' <laughs> it's, it's a lot like the SUV. Um, but I just that's just really interesting to me that that Tony they don't even they don't even really make a like a big statement about that on the show. But like that's there's definitely a connection there. That, yeah. So that this is Tony. Tony's a lot younger than Meadows, which just makes it a little more traumatic." I think um, that's totally true, and it's also his dad. Mm-hmm. His mom was crazy. His dad was like, you know, in this fucked up house that he lived in. His dad was actually the safe one. Well, see, I can't wait to get to season five because I think that that's I think that both the Soprano parents were uh, pretty bad. I have to say, it's just that. So maybe you're, just, maybe you feel like uh, since we never met him and since he's been gone for a long time that uh, yeah. Tony has forgotten how awful he was. Yeah, that and also just kind of like Tony does the same job as him, so maybe is more forgiving and maybe just feels like, well, father provides. Like that's you know, cause again, mm-hmm. Tony's all about the specific roles. Like a son does this, a mom does this, a dad does this. So I think well, that, and I think his that dad gives had him a that pass. special connection through the mafia too. I mean, yeah, we find exactly. out that they did have overlapping tenure. Yeah, which must be strange, but yeah. Um, but yeah, there's uh, when we finally someday get to season five when uh, Kanye's running for president in 2020. Yeah, um, we'll we'll talk about that. But I yeah, I like the connections connections to the Scatino thing. I don't totally think that like meat is the only reason Tony has panic attacks. I think this is just one of the reasons, and it's more. Oh, about, of course, it's never a simple one to one. It's not. Yeah, um, it's interesting and it's it's cool and it was kind of like mind blowing. TV. To, I mean, I was young, so who knows? But well, it was it very broke, interesting to me. It at the broke time. the logjam. I mean, I think that this is one of the only times when Melfi's actually doing good therapy with him. Yeah, which uh, you know, for next week is good setup because you know, season two really kind of. If there is a next week. If there is a next week, right? But season two kind of like, in a lot of ways, ended Melfi's storyline because it was kind of like she kind of came to the conclusion that like, well, I don't think I can really treat this guy because he's kind of untreatable. Right. But I'm going to continue anyway. And really, like, they had to narratively do this because, 
um, you know, they're well narratively do what they do next week in a really brutal scene because mm-hmm. there was really no other reason to keep Melfi around for as a narrative device at that point. Right. So we'll get there, of course. Well, but- she's actually going to backtrack sort of on what she was saying where she's like, OK, I mean, it seems like she's made real progress here mm-hmm. personally and professionally where she's like, all right, I guess I'm seeing this guy mm-hmm. like who knows what her plan is, but she's going to try. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it seems like she's not as emotionally involved. She's not as affected by him. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's very even handed in this episode. Yeah. And, and I think in the episode with, uh, in Prashai Lavushka. Yeah. I think, you know, because, you know, in the past she's, she's been gaining weight, she's drinking, you know, right. stuff like that. I, it seems like she's leveled off a little bit. Yeah. She's able to handle it. But then, <laughs> right. Boom goes the dynamite. Right. You know what I mean? I think she also, uh, even though he hasn't been seen recently, wants to prove Elliot wrong and that she can help this guy, Tony Soprano. Tony, Sop- I'm just saying. Well, I sure. guess I'll just change how I pronounce that name. This, this just happened when we hit record. Cup- I say Soprano now. Soprano. <laughs> what the hell happened? Cup for <laughs> um, But she, I think, yeah, just wants to prove, like, no, I can help Tony Soprano, the gangster. And also Tony Soprano, the family man. <laughs> the family man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, big episode for her next week, obviously, and which really just kind of like solidifies their relationship forever. Um, but we'll we'll get to that next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about Janice too much. We can talk about that. That's There's more of that coming up. Janice moves. Cool. Steals the, steals the leg. She likes to pronounce it leg, which drives me insane. Leg. It's just like it's oh, like L A Y G yeah. instead of L E G. Let's let's save the Janice because we're gonna get a lot of really good Christian rock. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> we certainly will. And we're also gonna get a lot some some really nice Russian hijinks come the holidays. You know? Right. Yes. So we actually timed this. The reason why we took that 19 week break <laughs> is because uh, we actually wanted to do the, the Christmas episode of this season when it's really hot outside this summer. Yes. So it's, it's yes. gonna be. We're gonna try to refresh you a little bit. We will. Exactly. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll have more Meadow and Noah, of course, coming up because a couple big uh, big life moments for her with him soon. So this is two penetration scenes in the next episode. Yeah, is that uh, correct? There is it in the same episode. It might be. Yeah, I guess we'll have. To oh wait, see. no, no, no. It's college. College is wait. No, it's, university. I think, I think it's coming up. Yeah, it's university. It's university. University. So is two the episodes. One where she gets yeah, bombed. we have a couple brutal scenes coming up actually now that i think about it. Yeah, I don't know which one's worse, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 know, the Noah man. and Meadow scene, or or the or uh. The, uh, the 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 stripper too and Ralphie Jesus Christ Good we Lord. have some stuff coming up yeah this was this was a notably violent I uh, we'll talk about it but I remember people being very upset with the mafia with not the, with the mafia <laughs> with uh yeah with the mafia what are you saying we're fine <laughs> with, with, with the, mafia. the show with the show <laughs> I, uh, this was this was the season people started protesting man it was it, it was it was crazy it's um, interesting because it's 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 brutal and it's gritty and it's hard to watch but I don't think that it's I think it's portraying misogyny and and i agree women, but i don't think that it's i don't think it's egregious i think it's 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 upsetting in the right kind of way yeah i don't love watching those episodes to be honest employee of the month is like simultaneously one of the best episodes yeah from like a story perspective and from an everything perspective and also like one of the episodes i least look forward to watching i could not believe it when i was Watching that happen, yeah, it's uh, it's also one of the first. Well, we'll get into it, yeah, but like yeah. it's Let's... groundbreaking television, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Um, well, on that note, uh, so on that note, happy Passover, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Happy Passover, um, we will be back next week, <laughs> all things if everything goes well, and uh, as long as Passover Seder goes well, we'll right? Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, so we will be back next week to talk about employee of the month and uh, big, big episode. So Thanks as always for listening. Subscribe, email, Reddit, just, just Twitter. Just, 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 
If you're Stop listening now, continue them. listening and tell one person this week about this about this podcast. And That's then tell them to shut up because yeah. they don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of No Fucking ZD brought to you by No Fucking ZD. You got it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Oh,